Hey everybody, welcome to Out of Bounds with Dylan James. I am Dylan James, and alongside me, as always, is my good friend JT Taylor. JT, how's your week going, sir? It's going good, man. Just getting ready for my trip home to Texas, visiting family and friends, so pretty excited about that. So... I'm be chilling in Texas. How about you, Dylan? How's your week been? It's been good. Uh, we actually got some news this week that we're joining the WBLZ Sports family on WBLZSports.com. We will now be broadcasting our show on Saturdays as a replay from 10 to 11 a.m. So we're very excited to be joining that. And we look forward to see what the future holds with WBLZ. Yes, listeners from WBLZ, we're very happy to have you. Me and Dylan will do our best every week to give you the latest angles from sports in the sports world. Exactly. Well, let's get right on into it then. Starting off with the NFL, the first big piece of news we have coming out of the NFL is the preseason started. We have football on our TV screens again. Hallelujah. So some preseason games to look forward to, to keep an eye on. Uh, JT, let's go with you first. What are some games to look at this week? Well, obviously, Dylan, uh, me and you personally, will be keeping an eye on the game on Saturday, August 12th, between the Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets. See how our players do in that game for sure. But one game, Dylan, I definitely recommend you should check out is the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New York Giants. And that is because your boy Josh Dobbs will be playing in that game. Yes, he will be. He'll be starting quarterback of that game. So I'm very excited to see some Tennessee volunteer action in Pittsburgh. But it's still, you know, it's going to be very cool to see him playing on a football field. Um, with the Steelers. Uh, some games I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the 49ers and Chiefs on Friday night. I'm also looking forward to the Raiders and Cardinals on Saturday night. So the night games I've been really interested in. Um, it's interesting to see how the 49ers will play after the past few seasons have been duds, really, after J- uh, John Harbaugh, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh left. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see what's going on in San Francisco. And then on the flip side, with the Raiders and Cardinals, Cardinals, man, they looked awful last year, too. They didn't really play as well as they did before. So I want to see what Bruce Arians has got up his sleeve this season to make them a competitor in the league once again. So it's going to be very interesting to watch this weekend. Definitely, definitely, Dylan. All right, well, let's talk about some quarterback news as the Miami Dolphins have signed Jay Cutler to a one-year $10 million contract after the scare they had with Ryan Tannehill. They think he's going to probably miss eight, nine games, probably longer of the season. So Dylan, what are your thoughts on that? They did play together, or not play together, Jay Cutler did play on under Adam Gase when he was in Denver. Yeah, and he actually had pretty good numbers in 2015 when he played with Adam Gase as well. So it's going to be very, very good for the Dolphins to have a quarterback who's familiar with the situation that's already been put in place with the system that's been put in place there in in Miami. So Jay Cutler was a good signing. I really think so. People are all up in arms saying that Colin Kaepernick's a better quarterback than Jay Cutler, but you have to think about it from a team point perspective. Now, Having Jay Cutler come into the system he already knows is going to be much easier to implement than bringing in a brand new quarterback who has no idea what he's doing in the system because he's used to a completely different system. So I think they would have had to rework the whole offense around Colin Kaepernick. Um, But in this situation, Jay Cutler is just a plug and play. I mean, he's going to be playing from day one, and I think he's going to look very, very good in that offense. And so... This is the best situation for the Miami Dolphins right now. It's sad to see Ryan Tannehill go down because he actually had a pretty good season last year with the games he actually played until he was injured again. So 
I, I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in Miami. I don't think they're going to beat the New England Patriots, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely, Dylan. And considering that they were looking at Kyle Orton, Tim Tebow, Kaepernick, and a bunch of other quarterbacks, I think you're you're right. They made the right call with Jay Cutler. Now he will not be playing to uh, um, the past game against the Atlanta Falcons, but he'll be playing in the next game, most likely, just to get some reps. Yeah. Speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, one of their players, their cornerback Jalen Collins, got himself in trouble today. This week, as he's suspended for 10 games for a second PED violation. Why are players doing this? I understand if you're taking some medication that you don't know what's in it or something. Like you, you accidentally, oh, oops, my bad. This ingredient was in that in that PED. It won't ever happen again. But this is his second offense. He's doing this on purpose. Don't do this to your team, to the Falcons. I mean, you think about it. Why are teams even signing these kind of guys? That like Jalen Collins should not be doing this. Um, he's hurting his team and he's hurting himself as well. They need to kind of figure out what they're doing and you know, listen, just train better, work out more, like things like that. You can do things to elevate your game, and a PED is not going to help you in the long run. Yeah, definitely. And the Atlanta Falcons are still trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, I know they said that he's not. He's going to probably play the preseason. But obviously, he'll miss 10 games during the season. They're trying to look at seeing who's going to trade for him. But I'm kind of like, why would I trade anybody for a guy who just can't seem to keep himself out of trouble? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. I mean, well, you see other teams like Greg Hardy going to the Dallas Cowboys, what, two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are teams out there that will sign those kind of players. The Rams were used to that, too, whenever Jeff Fisher was there. Jeff Fisher was one of those kind of guys that loved to to. Um, draft and trade for projects. He loved guys like that because he felt as though he could rein them in. But at a certain point, I mean, these players have to get some more consequence than just having a 10-game suspension. Because, I mean, these teams should say, you know what? You've done this twice. You don't deserve to be on a football field. Like, things like that to make it to where, wow, I need to stop doing this to where I can actually have a career and a life for my family outside of football. Definitely, definitely. Well, the Buffalo Bills made a signing this past week. They signed wide receiver Anquan Bolden. I think that was a decent move uh, for the Bills. Um, he was brought in mainly to compete for the number two wide receiver role with Sammy Watkins. And he's had 10 practices in training camp. And he also, don't forget, the Bills also got Zay Jones there as well. Yeah. So the Bills are saying we're not worried about Anquan Bolden trying to be like a one-two receiver. We just have him for depth just in case one of our receivers go down. And I think that's a smart way to play it. And that, that's a good veteran presence to have on your team as well. Tyrod Taylor needs a solid wide receiver like an Anquan Bolden to just help the locker room. I mean, that's that's pretty much all they're bringing him in for and to be a depth player, which is which is good as well. But I mean, I think that Anquan Bolden can actually have some time on the field. He played very well for San Francisco, played very well for the Ravens as well. So Arizona, I, I, Arizona too. He is a, he is a very... Um, He's a very good veteran to have on your team to help the wide receiver core they have in Buffalo. And I think that he can do some really good things for the Buffalo Bills organization. So moving on to a retirement piece of news, Vince Wilfork retired and he retired as a Patriot. He's on a one day contract with the Patriots. And also the Patriots got their own airplanes in the same week. They decided to get a pair of airplanes for them to have. And they're the first team in NFL history to have their own private planes. So, JT, what do you think about this whole news? 
Well, it's certainly going to be good for the New England Patriots when they have to go on the West Coast. That's True. for sure. That's going to help a lot. Uh, and, you know, Vince Wilfork had a phenomenal career. He recently was playing for the Houston Texans. He was weighing his options last season when they went so far into the into the playoffs. So, you know, it, it got to a point to where it's, you know, he got to that age where he just had to he had to call it quits. So Vince Wilfork, fantastic career. And, you know, I, I think I can see him going into the Hall of Fame pretty soon, too. Definitely. I agree with you on that, Dylan. All right. So, so one player who's retiring from the game, another player who's currently holding out for it. Some bigger money. Uh, Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers running back. He is currently holding out for Steelers training camp because he wants to get paid. Now, Le'Veon Bell, he's been injured the last couple seasons. You know, he needs a, to me to have a big season to earn that big money contract. I think for him, he's thinking he's getting older. And he realizes, look, I need to get a big contract before I turn 30. Because, you know, and they say, once you're past 30, then the value for running backs go down. I also think it has something to do with the Atlanta Falcons, with Devonta Freeman getting that big money contract from the Falcons. But he deserves it, though, Devonta Freeman, because he's had over 1,000 yards the last two seasons, and he's gotten at least 10 or more touchdowns the last two seasons. So he's waiting for his money, and he's earned it. And I think Le'Veon Bell needs to do the same thing. Yeah, and you know he has a one-year contract in place right now. He he has twelve million hundred twenty thousand dollar contract in place. So I understand why he's wanting to be the the you know the highest paid player in the league. He's the only player to average a hundred rushing yards and fifty passing yards um, or receiving yards in the league season. Um, I think the past few seasons actually he's averaged a hundred yards um, rushing and fifty yards receiving. So. He's the first player to do that. I I understand where he's coming from. However, you know, you can't break the bank with one player. You you have to build the team around you to become a competitor. And so with Ben Roethlisberger, he's getting close to the end of his career. I mean, he's already said it. He he's he's going year to year at this point. He's not thinking about the future anymore. So you know, you have to capitalize on what you have right now. If you go into this season and you don't hold out like you're doing right now and you have a great season and you get even further in the in the playoffs or even the, to the Super Bowl, I mean, think of what kind of money you'll make by doing that. Don't sign a contract extension right now. Actually go out there, show what you're worth and make a bigger contract at the end of the next season. That's what I'm thinking. Le'Veon Bell is only hurting his team at this point. For him holding out, and we've seen it so many times where players hold out and they go into the regular season and they don't look as good as what they could have because they missed all this training time. So I think that it's uh, it's all about relationships you make within the game, all about the connections you make with quarterback and wide receiver, quarterback, running back. So you have to have that practice time to be a better player, and he's just making his team worse right now. Definitely. All right. And Amazon wants Tom Brady to host their talk show host. Is this going to be like maybe a NFL kind of thing? Because I've heard rumors that Amazon's been trying to get into the NFL to broadcast like their Thursday night football games. They have. They want to kind of get into the streaming service, kind of like Twitter did last year with their games. So Amazon's wanting to capitalize on this because they're making a lot of money. Twitter was making a lot of money. Yahoo was broadcasting some games too for a while. So they make a lot of money when it comes to streaming services. We just saw Disney break away from Netflix saying they're going to create their own streaming service in the next few years. They bought a streaming service. I think it was Bam Tech for like $1.39 billion. Not million, billion dollars. So 
it's a lot of money in this industry, and I think that Amazon's wanting to capitalize on that because they are one of the best streaming services you possibly can get out there because of Amazon Prime and things like that. So, you know, having a Tom Brady-led um, talk show uh, to host and everything, that would be phenomenal for the network. And then getting NFL games, I think this is just the tipping point of what they want to do with the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. So moving on to hockey news, Vegas Golden Knights have signed a defenseman, Nate Schmidt, to a two-year deal. JT, you uh, have any opinions on that one? Other than my capitals letting him go, no. But it's good for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Nate Schmidt, he's a really good, solid young defenseman, and he's going to help that team out. Um, they're going to go through some growing pains, I think, the Vegas Golden Knights the first couple seasons. But if they get him to like a long-term deal and that team builds up to a playoff contender, which I think they can in maybe five years, he's going to definitely be a big player that's going to help him out with that for sure. Um, other news in the, in the hockey world, Tony Granato has been named the head coach for the 2018 USA Olympic hockey team. That was announced this week. Um, the NHL, though, they announced, we talked a little bit about this past couple episodes still about the players not going being allowed to go to the Olympics. So now the NHL, we thought, well, maybe some of the AHL players might be able to go. Uh, the NHL has said, no, if you are on a two-way contract and you are currently playing in the NH, in the NH or bouncing around between the NHL and the AHL, you will not be allowed to participate in the 2018 Winter Olympics. I guess that means we're going to have to send our college players. Yeah, and that's why we're sending a college coach to go coach the team. Because, I mean, um, with Tony Granato, he's over in Wisconsin. He's coaching for the Wisconsin Badgers, their hockey team there. So, you know, it's it's interesting to see this whole thing play out. I, I just wish that they would say, you know what, this is getting ridiculous. Let's send some of the NHL players there. I understand the whole stigma of, hey, let's go to get the All-Star games. So we have more money coming in, things like that. But come on, guys. I think it's at this point, we should just send some players from the NHL to, to, to Pyeongchang because, I mean, I think that if we won – the Olympics for hockey, it would just be a phenomenal feat for the U.S., and I think it would make um, the sport that much more noticeable. It's kind of like with the World Cup, with, with with soccer. I mean, you know, every year when we have the World Cup, there is so much support for the USA because of that, because it's such a national, it's just such an international stage. So, you know, if we had the hockey players from the NHL playing there too, I think it would be that much better. But, hey, I'm not the commissioner of the NHL, so... I have no say. I just think that they'll regret it long term, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, speaking of the Olympics, one player who could play the Olympics next year, Yarmir Yager. Now, he has still not been signed by anybody in the NHL, so he's surprised that's been this long. So I think what Yarmir Yager, from what I've read on ESPN, they're saying that he's thinking about maybe I should go back to the Czech Republic, where he's from, and he's going to play with a team he is a part owner of in the Czech Republic for at least a few months until an NHL team signs him. So maybe he won't be playing like in the fall, but maybe in the spring, like if a team needs a playoff push, maybe that's a team that might reach out for him. It's a smart thing for that he's doing right now. He's trying to keep keep up with, you know, conditioning and playing and stuff, getting playing time, getting some ice on his skates, which is a good thing. I think that an NHL team watching his tape if he does play for a team in Europe, I think that you know that can only benefit him in the long run. I think that that's a great move for him. I wish that he was playing in the NHL because he did play pretty well last season for the Florida Panthers. I hate there is nobody that's called him yet to say, hey, 
join our team. I mean, a, a, a cup contender could call him and say, hey, just join our team and help us get to the point where we need to go. Um, you know, it, it's sad to see that age has done this to him that where he can't get a phone call because of how old he is. But, you know, his body of work shows that he is not, he is physically not his age. Don't worry, Yarmir Yager. Last I checked, Ichiro was still playing with the Miami Marlins. So there's oh, always perfect. hope, man. Perfect. Always hope. Awesome. So moving on to Eddie Olchek, um, an NBC Sports announcer for NHL. He just announced he has colon cancer, actually. He has talked about getting treatment, and he's talked about that he will be coming back in the booth, hopefully at the beginning of the season. So all of our thoughts and prayers go to Eddie and his family, and uh, hopefully everything goes well during the treatment, and hopefully he gets back in the booth as quickly as possible because I love his announcing. His color co- commentation is uh, is fantastic. Yeah, so. Him and, and Doc Emmerich. On yeah, Doc they're, they're a great team. They're a great team. So fantastic. definitely wish um, that everything goes well, and he recovers, and he'll be able to make it back in the booth, hopefully in no time. Yeah, very true. So let's move on to some basketball news. So there's a report out there saying that the Rockets and Knicks are trying to spark up uh, trade talks again about Carmelo Anthony. So, you know, Carmelo, like I said before, like I said last week's episode, I think Carmelo is wanting to go to Houston so that LeBron can come down there next season and they can have a power team, essentially, because Carmelo Anthony is going to be down there. You see CP3 down there. You see James Harden down there. That'll be a crazy team if they're able to work that out. So do you think that this trade talk has any momentum? Do you think this could actually help um, the Rockets land Carmelo Anthony? I certainly think so. I mean, I think there's still too many moving pieces at the moment because even if the Rockets try to get Carmelo from the Knicks, it can't be a straight trade like Rockets, Knicks. They're going to have to evolve some more teams and maybe a couple of future draft picks. To make this deal work, a couple, but a few, a few more than a couple. I, I'd say at least four teams. <laughs> There's going to be a four-way trade or something. But if the Rockets can pull this off, oh man, Spurs, watch out! If they do pull it off, is that an indication that LeBron James is going to Houston? No, and I'll say that because LeBron James apparently posted on Twitter a few days ago that hey, I'm glad to be home in Los Angeles. He didn't say Cleveland. He said. Los Angeles. So I still believe that he's going to end up in LA next year, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers, who knows? That's just my best guess. But with LeBron, you never know. If he ends up in Los Angeles, who's going to be out there with him though? If Carmelo gets signed to a deal in Houston and he has to stay there for a few years, then CP3 is down there for a long-term extension as well. You have uh, James Harden down there too. The only player he could actually get would be Dwayne Wade to go out there to Los Angeles. So I, I don't know how that would work out. What, what what are you thinking there? Well, if he goes to the, like the Lakers, obviously you have Lonzo Ball there, and there's talk that Derrick Rose might go there. He, there might be another free agent that I, I can't think of one right now off the top of my head that would go as of this moment. But L.A., it's, it's L.A. It's a big market, big brand for LeBron, and he can a- attract players to come play with LeBron because that's what he does best. And... If he goes to the Clippers, well, you still got Blake Griffin there. You still got Doc Rivers, who last I checked, LeBron respects a lot. Yeah. And the Clippers, they they need a, a game changer because they've been two for so long in the Lakers' shadow. They just can't get out. And the Lakers are bad. They're bad. Well, they they they've been bad the past few years, and they and they they 
like I said, they've had times to where they could capitalize on being the team in Los Angeles. The Clippers have. I've said I've said this several podcasts ago, but I think that they've just missed the mark on trying to draw in fans from Los Angeles to make them a power team in the NBA. They've had their chance several times in the playoffs, and guess what? They've blown it every single time. They should at least have at least one ring since 2012. At least one ring. But they, they don't. So they're choking every single time. And if they keep doing that, LeBron, I don't know if LeBron's going to go there or not. Oh, sounds like my Capitals. But as Adam Sandler would say, you blew it. <laughs> yes, and they blow it a lot. Um, moving on to Ice Cube. He is talking about bringing on Kobe Bryant into the Big Three tournament. And on the flip side, Lamar Odom wants to be in on the tournament, and Ice Cube is not talked to him. So, in that situation, do you think Kobe Bryant would be in the tournament, and do you think Lamar Odom would be welcomed into the tournament? Well, I'm not sure about Lamar Odom. I would hope that he would get whatever that he's dealing with, you know, taken care of first. Get that taken care of yes. first. Take care of yourself first. Exactly. And then, if you're ready to play basketball then I'll be glad to see you. But Kobe Bryant, if he comes to play in the Big 3 tournament, man, just imagine the fans that are going to show up to, to watch him play. Kobe against Allen Iverson? Uh, Ray Allen? I if mean, Allen on. Iverson actually shows up. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. If he shows he up show and up. plays against Kobe Bryant, that would be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. However, he has to show up for that to happen. So, I mean, there's big money in the Big 3 tournament right now. Huge money. Because... People are just flocking to this thing. I mean, I haven't watched it personally. I've, I think I watched one game, and I mean, it was okay. It's kind of weird, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's something that the people from yesteryear, the players from yesteryear can come onto the court and play again, and these, you know, fans that are anywhere between 26, 27 to 40s, mid-40s, they know these players. So it's fantastic for them. So they're, they're drawing a good audience to this, this tournament and I think that they can do much more with this tournament in the future. Definitely. Well, speaking of trying to grow the tournament, um, the NBA, as always, it's a global league, so they're trying to expand their brand. So they announced that they're going to play not one, but two games in Mexico City this year. So it's the four teams that are going to be playing, I'm sorry, three teams, excuse me. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets. They'll be playing the Oklahoma City Thunder on December 7th. And then on December 9th, it'll be the Brooklyn Nets against the Miami Heat. They also announced that the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics will be playing in London, a game in London, in January. How did the Brooklyn Nets get the short end of the stick? I, I have they no They got two idea. of those games. How the heck did that happen, first of all? Second of all, I don't know what the infatuation is with the NBA and the NFL wanting to grow these sports internationally. I mean, basketball is already international as it is. I kind of understand them going into Mexico City and London because they've already had tournaments there. Not the NBA itself, but in basketball as a whole, they've already done things there. NFL-wise, though, it is an American sport. Football is an American sport. There are no other football teams outside of the United States of America except for football teams. So I don't understand why they're trying to grow this thing into what it's supposed to be. And it, again, it's the National Football League, which is United States of America, and the National America. Basketball Association, America. <laughs> so why are they going to go outside of the United States is beyond me. 
Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that, Dylan, because we've seen how much soccer or football has grown in this country, and now we're seeing, of course, our sports like, well, baseball, we know it's kind of regional, like in Japan, Mexico, uh, of course, Puerto Rico, Cuba, places like that. But for football, American football, they're trying to grow a game in London, and there's been talk that they want to send a game in Germany and Brazil and who knows, China. So the NFL is really trying to make a push to establish this global plan. And as you mentioned, the NBA, it's already global. It doesn't have to do more. We know it's popular in China. We know it's popular in, in Canada and Brazil and Australia and all these and, and all these other countries. France, Tony Parker from France. I mean, they, they're still big there. You know, soccer's still big. But, you know, the NBA, they got to make money. So if you can't, it's like a Super Bowl. Remember a few years ago when it was talk, they were going to put a Super Bowl in London? Yeah. If the Jaguars make that a permanent team? Not saying, not trying to scare you, Jaguar fans. Not trying to say, it could be anybody. Who knows? But... It's just the way the world's going now. It's getting global. It just it ruins the teams because, I mean, they have to travel so far to go to a game compared to what they have to travel in the United States. So it's just beyond me. I don't know why they're trying to do this. I mean, they're trying to pull more money in. That's why they're trying to do it. But I remember college football's been doing it too. Notre Dame played a game in Ireland, and I think Cal played a game last year in Australia. I just don't so get it. college football's doing it too. I just don't get it. It's, it's um like I said, it's beyond me why they're wanting to do it besides just wanting to get more money. But that's, you know, whatever. Um, another piece of news, the NBA playoff, I'm sorry, the NBA schedule came out um, the other day. So, JT, what are some games that are sticking out to you on this schedule? Well, also, we got the opener, the Boston Celtics taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. That will be on October 17th. You got Houston against Golden State. That's on the same day, October 17th as well. And... We got some games coming up. Of course, you can't forget about the Christmas Day games for the NBA. You got, man, look at this Christmas Day schedule. It's going to be busy. You got Sixers, Knicks, Cavs, Warriors. You got the Wizards, Celtics, Rockets at the Thunder, and the Timberwolves taking on the Lakers. So lots of exciting NBA games that are going to be coming up. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can't wait to see the Cavs and the Warriors again play. Um, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, this is not the third year in a row that we'll see. Oh, no, sorry, fourth year in a row that we'll see the yeah, Cavs, fourth Cavs and Warriors play together in the championship. But, you know, we just have to find out what that team is going to be that's going to be the kryptonite for either one of those teams. So let's talk about that for a second. Who do you think in the NBA, let's say the, the East first with the Cleveland Cavaliers, what team out there do you think has a as a solid shot of dethroning the Cavaliers. To me, it's the Celtics, especially now they got Gordon Hayward and uh, Brad Stevens. That team came close. They just missed a couple of pieces, but Gordon Hayward thinks it's going to make the difference. The, the Cavaliers, you know, they've gotten weaker, and if, if they sh- uh, get rid of Kyrie Irving, it's, they're not going to get much back for him. So I know LeBron's the best player in the NBA, but he's thinking of anywhere but Cleveland right now, I'm worried. So who knows what's going to happen, but to me, the Celtics, they've improved. Of course, Maybe the Bulls, who knows about the Orlando Magic. They made some good moves, so they're not going to be a, a challenger or a threat to Cleveland, but they'll make a run. And the Raptors, they're they're going to be a team that's still going to be up and uh, giving the Cavaliers a challenge. So there's going to be teams, but to me, honestly, I think the Celtics are the only team, just like this past year, that's going to be able to dethrone the Cavaliers. On the Western Conference side, I think that the San Antonio Spurs are going to have a great shot of possibly beating the Warriors. They're probably going to be... The, one of the top contenders to dethrone the Warriors. Um, but the Houston Rockets, they're making the 
the best move so far this offseason, in my opinion. Um, adding some more key pieces for James Harden to play with there, especially CP3. That was a phenomenal move by Houston. Hopefully CP3 doesn't choke like he did in, in, in Los Angeles with the Clippers when it comes to the playoffs because we all know he's great in the regular season. But then the playoffs have been a completely different story for CP3, so hopefully something happens there. But, I mean, those two teams right there, Spurs and Rockets, are teams to look forward to. Um, and wild cards, I guess you could say possibly the Lakers, you know, having uh, Lonzo ball there in Los Angeles with the Lakers. I mean, he can, he can make some plays there too. So we'll see what happens with the Los Angeles Lakers moving forward next season. Hey, don't forget about the Oklahoma city thunder. Well, mm, I, I, I still don't think they're going to be a contender. I mean, Paul George, uh, Russell Westbrook. I almost said Kevin Durant there. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I mean, having Russell Westbrook on your team, you're going to make the playoffs. Like we saw last season, he had no other pieces around him, but he made the playoffs still. So he's a fantastic player. With Paul George, when he got injured with the Pacers, he was a completely different player after that point. So, you know, it's hard for me to say that Paul George is going to be a difference maker for that team to make it a contender, an instant contender. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens with the Oklahoma City Thunder, too. They're on the list. So, moving on to JT's football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours. All right, Diggs Dylan. And as always, I'm here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. And I'm going to just recap a couple scores uh, just to let you know what happened. So, the Hudson River Derby was this past week. New York City FC and the New York Red Bulls. Um, the real battle was really between David Villa and Brian Wright Phillips. David Villa got a hat trick with the goals in the 28th, 72nd, and a penalty kick in the 75th minute. Bradley White Phillips only got two goals in the 41st and 64th minute. New York City FC wins 3-2 to get their second win over their rivals this season. Sporting Kansas City and Atlanta United play to a 1-1 draw. Benny Philhopper scored the 59th minute for Sporting KC. And Atlanta United got a goal in the last minute from Jacob Peterson to tie the game 1-1. Hmm, I wonder why that scoreline sounds so familiar. Anyway, the Portland Timbers beat the LA Galaxy 3-1. And this is not good news for the Galaxy. The Galaxy have now lost six out of their last seven games. So Ziggy Schmidt, who they brought in a couple weeks ago, he's going to have to find a way to turn around quickly. All right, Dylan, let's talk about our favorite team down here, Orlando City. Orlando City played this past week against the Montreal Impact, and they lost that game 2-1. Kyle Lahren scored in in the 12th minute. For Atlanta City, and we were looking good the first half. I watched the game. We were doing pretty well. But as usual, Dylan, what happens when the second half turns around? Our midfield is struggling, and our defense is playing like they got cement stuck on their legs or something. So in the 48th minute, Ignacio Piatti scores on the penalty kick to tie the game 1-1. And then Anthony Jackson Hamill scored in the 84th minute to give Montreal Impact a 2-1 victory for them. So this is not good news for us, Dylan. Dylan, did you know for Orlando City since they joined MLS, they have conceded 35 goals in the last 15 minutes of their matches. That's that's, that's awful coaching right there. That is just terrible. You as, know what that is? As Charles Barkley would say, terrible. That's the Phil Rollins curse right yeah, there. As Bob Brought to you by say, Uncle Bobby. Yep, that's yep. it. Phil Rollins curse. So what Orlando City did to address this issue this past week is as usual, they're making moves. So they brought in Yoshimir Yotan from Malmo, which is a football club in Sweden. And they also made a trade. They traded Lewis Gill to the Colorado Rapids to bring in Dylan Powers, not Austin Powers, from the Colorado Rapids. So we'll see if those moves pay out. But 
Orlando City got to turn around because they play the New York Red Bulls this week. So we'll see what happens to that. All right, Dylan, the ladies, Orlando Pride, they had two games this past week. They got a 1-1 draw against the Chicago Red Stars. And Alex Morgan, she got a goal in that game. And Sofia Huerta scored for the Chicago Red Stars to get a 1-1 draw. Orlando Pride also had a game on Tuesday against the Washington Spirit. Very impressive game. They won that game 3-0 with goals from Marta in the 52nd minute, Camila from the 57th minute, and Alex Morgan in the 64th minute. So Alex Morgan, she's got two goals in two games, and the Orlando Pride are now one point. They're in fifth place right now, the NWSL. They are one point behind the Seattle Reign for that playoff spot. All right, Dylan. Let's do a quick recap for Lamar Hunt, U.S. Open Cup. There was only one game, Sporting Kansas City against the San Jose Earthquakes. That game went 1-1 and went to penalty kicks, where Sporting KC won and penalty kicks 5-3. I'm sorry, 5-4, excuse me, to advance. All They will be playing the winner between the New York Red Bulls and FC Cincinnati next week. All right, so I'm going to finish it off with some soccer news real quick. Um, Arsenal won the Community Shield over Chelsea, 5-2. Bayern Munich won on penalty kicks against Borussia Dortmund to win the German Super Cup. The Netherlands women's national team beat Denmark 4-2 to win the European Championship for the women. And Real Madrid defeated Manchester United 2-1 to win the UEFA Super Cup. All right, some games to watch this week. Just to give you a couple, I got Toronto FC taking on Portland Timbers. That's going to be on Saturday at 6 p.m., You also have the NPSL Championship, Elm City Express, taking on Midland Odessa FC. That's going to be on Saturday. Saturday. And then, of course, don't forget about the U.S. Open Cup on Tuesday. FC Cincinnati will be hosting the New York Red Bulls at 8 p.m. It's going to be another sellout crowd. And I'm sure a lot of fans of Cincinnati are very excited. As that will conclude my football recap of the week. Now on to some baseball news. 1979 AL MVP Don Baylor and ex-Phillies catcher Darren Dalton passed away from cancer this week. So our regards and our uh, prayers, condolences and prayers go out to their families this week. Um, Unfortunate that, you know, this has been happening so often, especially with Eddie Olchek getting um, diagnosed with colon cancer this week too. Um, So yeah, definitely our prayers and condolences go out to their families this week. So moving on to another story in baseball, umpire Joe West is suspended for three games for some Adrian Beltre comments. Uh, JT, you have any more information on that? Um, From what I understand, what Joe West did was he was basically saying that Adrian Beltre complains too much about the strike zone. And he kind of was joking, but said, if you were an umpire, you would be awful, terrible. That's not what he said, but I'm just paraphrasing here. So... The MLB looked into it and just decided, you know what? Even if you're joking, we got to take it seriously. So you're going to be suspended for three games. So that's basically what Major League Baseball did. That's just awful, though. I mean, he, it's, it's, it's a funny thing that he was doing. It was a joke um, based on the comments he made. And so, you know, it's, it's all about sensitivity. And, you know, I guess the MLB is very sensitive to comments like that. So Joe West has already... already um, had one game, I believe, that he's been suspended. So he has two more left on his on his uh, suspensions there. But that that's just awful that they had to suspend him three games for some simple comments like that. So just, you know, next time, Joe, watch out what you say in an interview. All right, Dylan. Well, Major League Baseball, they announced this week that they're going to allow players, it's only for one weekend only, but they're going to allow 
baseball players to wear nicknames, like their nicknames on their jerseys from August 25th to August 27th. Dylan, what are your thoughts on that? I just don't get it. I don't know why sports are wanting to go to this whole nickname thing on their jerseys. I mean, it's it's a professional sport for a reason. That The first word in that whole phrase I just said was professional. So I understand you want to be like all, you know, rainbows and butterflies and let's put your nicknames on a jersey. But I, I, I just don't really get it. I mean, oh, I mean, if the players want it, great, fine, that's awesome. But, you know, I, I just don't really, I don't really like it. What about you, JT? I just don't get it. I mean, I understand why the players are doing it, probably like their brand and, you know, getting some extra money, that sort of thing. But long term, I just I just don't get it. I wish we could go back to like just old school like jerseys and stuff like that and just wearing retro jerseys and having cool names, stuff like that. And I mean, you got nicknames, but you can have the like the commentaries do that. You don't have to have wear them on your jersey. Yeah, I blame this on the NBA as well because the NBA was the first oh, one yeah. to do this with the whole nicknames Swaggy on jerseys, King James, and yeah. all this stuff. Like, I come on, guys. I mean, just you know, we need to be professional in this. And you know, your jersey is one thing that should be the professional attire you wear to work. So that's all I'm saying about that. Also, um, will Justin Verlander get moved? That's the question I'm posing to you, JT. I certainly think it's a, it's a possibility. Uh, I know a lot of teams have been looking at Justin Verlander. Um, of course, the Red Sox, obviously. But I think one team that I know has been trying to push for him is the Houston Astros. But the problem with the Houston Astros is they've already clinched the AOS, basically. They've they got such a big lead, they're not going to blow it. They have a lot of young prospects. But to me, it's not worth them trading to get Justin Verlander, even though he's had a solid season with Detroit. But and I know the Astros want to win now because they're worried they, they the team may not be good in a couple years from now. But if I'm Justin Verlander, look, just wait. Someone's gonna budge to pick. Hoping not the Yankees, but who knows? So maybe Cleveland. I, I don't think Detroit might want to trade in division, but that's one thing that could look at him as well. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think Verlander at one point or another is gonna get moved before the the, the postseason deadline. Whenever the postseason deadline is for the Rush to have to move. He's going to get moved somewhere. If he's not now, it'll definitely be in the offseason for sure. He'll move to a contender. I think he will, definitely. He, he wants to get he wants to get a ring. He wants to get that championship, and I think that he can be he can do very good with another team. So uh, we'll see what happens there, and we'll keep an eye on it for you. Now moving on to miscellaneous news, Justin Gatlin, cross-country runner from, uh, from Tennessee, I believe, University of Tennessee. Uh, track star. He defeated Usain Bolt in the 100-meter race this uh, this past weekend in the IAAF World Track and Field Championships in London, and it was Usain's final race of his career. So it's interesting to see him fall to Justin Gatlin, which Justin Gatlin's been chasing him for several years, especially in the Olympics. We've seen a lot of races where it's Justin Gatlin and Usain Bolt going for gold, and Usain Bolt has won every single time. But it's great to see that Justin Gatlin is... Uh, uh, got that win, got the win over Usain, and hopefully that will carry over to the Olympics whenever he goes there. So um, good for Justin Gatlin, and uh, Usain Bolt was phenomenal for the sport. He definitely um, did some great things in the Olympics. He had some memorable moments in the Olympics, too. It'll be sad to see him off of the off the track now. So definitely a great career for him. And now on to the PGA Championship. Yes, where the first round was a few days ago, and Jordan Spieth, he had struggled at the putt. Um, he was one over par, 72, 
Uh, and he had Thorsten Olsen up on him as well. So he had to hit, um, he had to make two late birdies to save a, a tough opening round over at Quail Hollow. So in Charlotte, North Carolina. So Jordan Spieth, he's had a rough day, but we'll see as the weekend goes by if he's going to carry along. He is one of the favorites. Uh, Rory McIlroy, he's at this tournament as well. So he had a pretty good day as well. Uh, so we'll just have to keep monitoring to see how it is. But uh, Jordan Spieth, coming off the winning the British Open, he's going to have to keep it going if he wants to get those uh, streak going for those uh, majors. Yeah, um, on to the Arena Football League. They are actually starting their playoffs pretty soon. Playoffs? Yeah, playoffs, man. It's crazy that it's already getting to the playoff season for them. But uh, August 12th, Philadelphia Soul will host the Baltimore Brigade. And a good team for us to watch is the Tampa Bay Storm. They're hosting the Cleveland Gladiators on August 14th. Yep, very interesting uh, developments there. Remember, guys, the Philadelphia Soul are the defending champions. So I think the Philadelphia Soul will make it to... Arena Bowl 30. Don't know where it's... I have to look to see what's going to be played at. But that's, they're going to be there, and I think the Tampa Bay Storm are going to win at home, and those will be the two teams playing each other in Arena Bowl 30 in a couple weeks. They've had 30 seasons of arena football? Yeah, they've been around for quite a while, but the craziest thing is arena... Remember, like, I think it was 2000... 2010, like arena football was like all of it was all over TV, NBC, uh, Fox. They were broadcasting it, and we even had an arena football team in Austin, Texas. The Austin Wranglers, and I think Tennessee had a, a couple of arena football teams. I'm sure we did. Yeah, so, I'm sure we did. Nashville Cats, I think it was. So, arena football, they've kind of had their up and downs. They've had a lot of teams fold though, because they only have five teams in this league right yeah. now. Yeah, and we had one team here actually. I don't yeah. know if it was this league or not. But no, we it had was the Orlando Predators. Orlando Predators here in Orlando, they and closed they closed up shop though. Yeah, last year was their last yep. year, so yep. it's kind of sad to see a team like that. The other Florida team, Jacksonville, they moved to another Arena Football League. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how our, that goes. But it'll be some football to keep us appetite at least a playoff game until we get to the real football, NFL and college football starting up. In a couple weeks as well. All right, Dylan, one more quick thing to mention as a, we're talking about football. We, it's going to be literally two weeks, Dylan, until Madden. Madden 18 comes out August 25th. I mean, Dylan, I'm not sure if you're big on video games, but I, I used to play Madden like all the time. Yeah, and, and it was great back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, I think, that, I mean, I used to play it up until Madden 13, Madden 14, things like that, mm-hmm. which I stopped playing because after a while it got way too way too advanced the controls were way too advanced it was just oh, I, I, I thought I, you were gonna say I, I was too busy playing for like 40 hours well <laughs> all day and all night close to that as well so i mean the the last game, football game i was playing actually was the ncaa game with um robert griffin the third that was the last NCAA, NCAA 14, game, yep. and that was the very last one they had so i played that for a while um with the nfl madden games i mean i I bought last year's version, Madden 17. Mm-hmm. I bought it for 20 bucks. It was a Super Bowl edition. So if you buy the download only on PS4, mm-hmm. it was only 20 bucks to buy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it, try it again. It's gotten better, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I loved Madden back in the day, but I don't love it anymore. Yeah, I used to play Madden all the time. Now it's just, I feel like it's like Call of Duty. Everyone's just playing 24-7, and after you get beat up so many times just like oh learning all the plays and strategies and all the trick moves like everybody figures out remember when the wildcat was a four page bad yeah now everyone's figured it out so you can't do it anymore nope. so 
Man, that's why I play FIFA a lot more. Than I, I, I mean, I play FIFA. I played NHL too. NHL is a fun game. NHL 17 is phenomenal. If you don't have that game, go buy it because I put way too much time into that game. Um, I'm playing as Dylan James as a left winger <laughs> right now. I scored. Oh, I, I scored over 100 points in less than half the games in the season. Um, so we're not gonna get into that. But yeah, so NHL is a great game. But I'm gonna give Madden 18 a chance. Madden 17 was was good. I liked it, but I'm gonna wait until Super Bowl happens so I can get the Super Bowl edition, pay twenty bucks for it, and that's all I gotta do. So now it's on to one of our favorite segments of the week. It is Uncle Bobby's scam of the week. We are joined by Uncle Bobby in the studio. Uncle Bobby, thanks for coming in again. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate every time you invite me, which is every week. Yes. <laughs> it is every week. Look at that. It's every week now. So yeah. fantastic. Well, the microphone is all yours, sir. Okay. So my scam is, uh, of course, concerning Orlando City again. Uh, not so much the Phil Rawlings curse, but uh, after their loss to Montreal, uh, the coach, uh, uh, Jason Christ, came out and basically said that he doesn't see the players are playing together. Um, he kind of mentioned Kyle Lahren and Dom DeWire. Um, not playing together, and of course Dom Dwyer just got you know traded to Orlando. Uh, it's only been like three games or three practice sessions, and basically uh, Kyle Lahren plays in the two striker system, and Dom Dwyer plays in the one striker system. Um, so I just don't understand. I thought the coach's job was when he recruits players to know what their abilities are, and before he puts them on the field to it make is. sure they understand what their position is. It is. Uh, the other issue was... We just have a bad coach. Well, so yeah. That's fine. The other issue was the uh, another coach mentioned that uh, they were talking about the records in the summer, late summer, uh, since they've been in the MLS, and they've lost a lot more games, and they're trying to say it could be the heat. So they had talked about they moved the practices to earlier, like 10 a.m., and they said, why don't you try like 7 a.m., a lot more cooler. Well, not really, but it is. And they said, well, too many players live an hour away, and it would, you know, wouldn't work out for them. And he also mentioned that on their days off that he wants them to rest, not going to a theme park or the beach. Now, my thought is the beach would be perfect because you got under a nice umbrella, got the breeze, the water. So theme park would be a little different, but I understand that. So my scam is I just don't understand why they're losing so much and they trying to find their answers to why. So that's okay. my scam. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it is kind of ridiculous how they... All of them live like an hour away. Why would they do that for? Why would you not live in Orlando? You're right next to your your office in in that situation. So I don't know why they wouldn't be living here in Orlando locally, but I guess I kind of understand if they're living in Tampa or, you know, uh, Gainesville, something like that. But if they relocate to Aspen, uh, where Phil Rollins is, then uh, they wouldn't have to worry about humidity. It's a lot cooler there. That's right. It's a lot cooler. It's that curse, though. I'm telling you, Phil Rollins' curse is... is, Definitely alive, and it's because you brought it up. So That's right. <laughs> look at that. All right, JT. Uh, it is now time for winners and losers. So, Bobby, I'll start with you first. Okay, so my winner is the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, if you all saw that, um, this was the first year where they had it after the game was played. Usually it's been the induction is first, like on a Saturday, and the game is on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. But it changed to Thursday night, and the induction was on Saturday night. So Terrell Davis uh, was inducted from the Broncos, and um, his kids were great. He has uh, two younger boys and a younger girl. Yeah. And basically when, you know, he mentions everybody he thanks and he goes to them, of course, you know, they look like seven, six, five, something like that on the age-wise. And, of course, the two boys were first, and, oh, man, they were having a field day. Camera's on them, side shot. They were just panning up the camera. The one uh, son's holding up a Sour Patch Kid box of candy, so trying to get an endorsement, I guess, trying of to get course. some more candy. Of course. And then he goes to his daughter, and she's with mom on the lap playing with the cell phone. 
So when he mentions her name, she's looking at the cell phone. Maybe mom says, hey, look, dad just called your name out. She looks up at him and goes right back to the phone. So whatever's on the phone was a lot more interesting to her. And then they went back to the boys again, and this was a full-on camera shot on their faces, and they were just hamming it up, just doing funny faces and stuff. So it was great to see that. I really enjoyed that. So my winner is uh, Terrell Davis's kids at the Hall of Fame induction. Perfect. Loser? Okay, so my loser, now this will bring back memories. So the Atlanta game with Orlando City, they arrested three fans for destroying some bleachers in the stadium. Wow. And, of course, it comes out later that one of the fans was involved with the Tampa Bay Rowdy game a few years back where they were banned for causing a disturbance over there with some smoke bombs and stuff. And I, know, I know you all remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I remember hearing that. Was that was the first time it came up. Yeah. And then, I guess, down the road, when they investigated, they couldn't really prove anything, so the fans were reinstated to be able to go back to the games again. Well, one of the fans was in this group of three again. Wow. And like I said, they got arrested for this, um, and charges are pending because of, I guess, they were jumping up and down and whatever they did, but they damaged uh, some of the stadium seats uh, in the stadium they're at. I think it's Bobby... Uh, what's the name of the stadium? It's a smaller stadium. It's not the uh, where they're going to be playing next year. Bobby Dodd Stadium. Bobby Dodd Stadium, like, yeah. So it's Georgia Tech, right? Is that yep, the stadium? Georgia yeah. Tech, yep. So basically that's what he did. So he damaged a bunch of seats, and uh, now they got arrested again. So I think this will be a permanent ban if it holds up. So we'll see. But uh, I don't know why they do that, you know. I just can't figure it. So that's my loser of the week. Perfect. Uh, JT, your winner and loser of this week. All right, guys. So my winner this week is the Charlotte Eagles from the Premier Development League as they have won their championship in that division, defeating the Thunder Bay Chill to the one. So they are my winner this week. My loser this week is the arena in Washington, D.C. for the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards. Of course, it is now formally known as the Verizon Center, as they announced a couple days ago that they are changing their name to the Capital One Arena. Oh, great. It's not looking good for the Capitals next season because if a team comes and beats us like the Penguins, you know what's going to happen. Hey, guys, we just beat you in the Capital One Arena. What's in your wallet? I can hear the jokes coming on Twitter right now. <laughs> oh, man. So that's my loser this week. Awesome. Well, my winner this week is going to be Calvin Johnson, Megatron. He is in retirement, as we all know. He's been in retirement since 2015. However, teams have been calling him, wanting his services to be back on the field. So he's getting all these calls from NFL teams, and he can pretty much pick and choose which team he actually wants to play for again. So if he wants to come out of retirement, he can. He can get an easy paycheck. Um, if not, then, you know, if it ever comes down, you know, next year or something like that, if he still wants to play, I'm sure there are going to be still suitors out there for him. So congratulations to Calvin Johnson for getting an, uh, an easy payday possibly and on to my loser I'm going to say that's gonna be Zach Randolph from the uh, Kings the Sacramento Kings and he got arrested on marijuana charges so great way to start your relationship with Sacramento getting arrested <laughs> on a marijuana charge so don't do that don't have you know it, people are gonna be thinking look these guys from Memphis and Tennessee they're just good for nothings so stop doing that give us a better reputation than that so that's my Winner and loser of the week. Now on to our final thoughts. So, Bobby, I will give you first tips. Okay, so this, uh, my final thought is the, uh, I don't know if you saw the story, the Braves uh, shortstop, 
I uh, hope I pronounced his name right, Johan Camargo, I believe it is. Um, he was getting ready to go out to take the field in his game on Tuesday, and as he was running out to the first base side of the line, as he came out, he took his glove down to like scoop some dirt up, and he hyperextended his knee and went down. So, of course, he didn't play in that game. Uh, don't know the injury update yet, but all it did was remind me of the Bill Gramatica uh, kick when he was playing for the Arizona Cardinals at, at Cardinals after the uh, made a field goal in the first quarter and after he did he started jumping up and down for joy and he tore his ACL and so I'm just trying to think okay it's great you know if your first game or you're having fun but why do you want to do something that could injure yourself I just don't understand that so yeah I just don't understand why the players do that so you know Steven Tellick actually did that with the Detroit Lions a few years ago he was one of the linebackers there he was a Titan before that but he actually got injured by celebrating a sack and he jumped in the air and jumped back down when he landed. He tore his ACL and he was out oh, for the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Awful. Crazy, yep. Anyway, okay. JT. Well, my final thought, guys, is just going to be about my excitement for college football. Yes, we are basically now, Dylan, two weeks from kickoff. So, very exciting to see college football back. Of course, everyone's hyping up about the two big games on September 2nd. You got Florida Gators against the Michigan Wolverines. And, of course, you got Florida State in Atlanta taking on Alabama Roll Tide. <laughs> so What? So, you know. I didn't know you were an Alabama fan. No, I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm, You're just trying to cater to the Alabama fans. I yeah, see. Yeah. I see how it is. I'm a Longhorn fan. But I, I did have a roommate, a former roommate, who went to the University of Alabama. So he's a big-time Roll Tide fans. So, it's going to be a big game in Atlanta. Uh, I'll definitely be watching those games, and we'll have to see how the season goes. You know how it goes, Dylan, up and down. Is the SEC or is the ACC or the Big 12 or the Pac-12? Big 10, who knows? And to see the final four teams make the playoff, who's going to get in, who's going to get left out, very excited about that. As of course, Dylan, the championship game for well, basically next year, January, is going to be in Atlanta. So it's very possible that you could see Florida State against Alabama again in the championship in January. But we'll have to wait and see. But two weeks away, Dylan. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, And my final thought goes out to WBLZ, the family over there at the internet radio station. Um, Thank you so much for being so welcoming to us. You're welcoming us with open arms, and we are more than excited to be on the station and can't wait to see what this brings, see what this partnership brings in the future. So thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Our Facebook page is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Our Twitter is OOB Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Dylan underscore James. You can also email me at Dylan at OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. Check out our website, OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. We will be starting to update that more frequently now. And uh, JT, what are your social media handles? You can reach me at JTSaka88. That's at JTS. O-C-K-A-88. You can email, email me at jt at outofbalancepodcast.com. And you can also reach out to me on my personal sports blog. It's www.jtthesportsguy.com. Uncle Bobby, what is your social media handle on Twitter? Okay, so my Twitter handle is life is a big scam. And every first letter of each word is a capital. So life is a big scam. And, of course, I'm not very good at Twitter. Uh, sorry about that. I have to learn more. I'm not very good at tweeting. Uh, I'll work on that some more. You'll but get there. That, yeah, but that's my uh, 
handle is life is a big scam uh, every first word uh the letter is capital we may have a facebook live in our future of us showing you how to tweet i can't wait to see <laughs> okay. I, it, that's gonna be great all right that's gonna be great all right make sure to keep an eye on the facebook page for that thanks again for listening to us guys make sure to give us a five star rating a five star rating on itunes and leave a review for us as well because we will read it here on the show thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week This is The Sheet. It's me all revved up. My face is now red. My ears are just freaking boiling. He's so raw. He's so raw that Scott hates him. Yeah, he had 51 touchdowns. 4,900 total yards. I know y'all like that, but I gotta run. And only in Alabama that could happen, I have to say. They're so good, man. They would win the Big Ten if they were in the Big Ten. You could be doing something vision-based in front of you and reach down and grab a handful of insane goodness. Give it to him. Kudos. I'm clapping like a golfer. Very good, Johnny. I'm proud of you. Wow. You guys agree on something again? I'm very impressed. You ever had a bad week? You know, just you walk outside, step in a puddle, like right when you walk outside. I mean, how does a puddle right outside the house? Are you, you stand on the curb and somebody drives by and splashes water up on you? Or it's just raining on you, not anyone else? I, I will tell you before you go any further, I cannot hear Chad when he speaks. Good. Here, listen to the sheet, man. I don't, I don't really know what we're doing. Every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m., right here on WBLZ Sports. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call, no matter the size of the job, at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports, and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. This is Nick Ficarelli, the mad scientist of sports. Join me and Dr. D. Derek Jones live every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific, for the mad scientist sports lab. The big the wits. The experiments are on the chalkboard, and the guest subjects will be rolling in. Mad Scientist Sports Lab, only on WBLZ Sports, where we got balls. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ug? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Check out Thursday Night Tailgate, where NFL legends live on. We bring you five NFL legends every week, sharing their stories and insights, plus our spotlight on the positive. Hear which players are doing great things in their communities. Now on WBLZ Sports Talk Radio and WBLZSports.com.